yeah so as I was saying my mind is terrified that we're doing it right now. at least at least you're not doing what I used to do is I just start recording and not even not even say anything because of my how I work because I know that if I know I'm being recorded I'm like so no, I just start no, recording I'm like I'm, I'm a performer so I'm like I need to know like when oh. it starts otherwise I'm just like no <laughs> Not in the sense that I am different outside of the recording and inside of the record. It's just like there is certain expression that is getting umped up for me oh. when I know it's recording. Oh. I'm just having more fun. Oh. <laughs> let's, say, let's say it this way. Also, we still don't have an intro. So oh, I'm right. just going to. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a free five ego manifester. My name is Lena and I'm two and a half years in into my human design experiment. I'm a 6-2 splenic manifester. I started experimenting 2012. You do the math. You do the math. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm terrified, I'm, I don't know, there, there are things coming out, so I'm just going to throw them out. Um, the reason I'm terrified is because I'm going through so much that it feels like yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and like the, the whole day yesterday and today in the morning, my mind was like, no, we're not recording today. No, we're not recording today. No, we're not oh, recording really? today. Interesting. And and then I'm speaking to you and I'm like, we're rec- like, shall we just do it now? <laughs> yeah. With, with a little bit of like shyness, but at the same time, the energy is there for it. And my mind is going, no, that's stupid. Let's not do it because you have too many things that are very vulnerable potentially that might come out. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, we don't want that. What, the royal we? Or who are we? My ego entity. <laughs> my conditioned mind. My not so fuckery, fucker, fucking whatever. <laughs> but tell me how you really feel. No, I'm like, I'm going through so much that it's just odd because I'm in this stage of integrating so many intense experiences that it really feels very vulnerable. And also what you said to me the other day, that is this two and a half, maybe three years, whatever, this time when it really feels recently like I've been picked up from like whatever I was doing the conditioning for me was and I'm being thrown back to living yeah it's very odd amazing at the same time because I have like more energy than ever like I'm a gym person now like what the fuck (laughs) I don't know what's going on I'm honestly like I don't know what's going on it's like you know if you like a couple of weeks ago I would just I'm just thrown into living, like, honestly, like, from this complete inaction that I was I was experiencing for nearly two and a half years. Like, I was honestly just crying all the time, having tantrums, not doing much, and just setting boundaries all over the place. That's what I was doing past two and a half years, nearly. And recently, it just feels like, honestly, I've been picked up, and, like, like something in my body's changed. I don't know what happened. But I am doing things and my mind is 
protesting them because they're like ridiculous and I've always had an opinion about them and yet I'm doing them. It's very odd. And it really feels super duper fragile. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, maybe that's because it is. I mean, I've, I've seen this in, in myself and, and in people I've worked with is, is the, the first couple of years is it's it's all fun and games because it's new and it's exciting and you have this new way of approaching life but it's also that sensitivity to like you said setting boundaries all of a sudden because that's that seems to be the case for for most people that their no is a lot stronger than their yes regardless of type it's almost like you have to in some ways detach from the world from who you used to be and how you used to navigate and and just nurture this this new you this new way of of being of of existing and and once you know you're over that initial excitement or um the new thing when you start realizing that oh fuck i still have to live in this world i still have to be around people and i still have to navigate and and it can feel really raw and like how how do i do this how do i actually live a life in this world and also honor who i am and where my boundaries are at when i'm when everything still feels kind of shaky and not solid or at least it was that way way for me so you know the honeymoon's over Fuck <laughs> off. I'm, not, I'm not saying no, it is I that way you mean. but, but it's you mean. It, it, and it's also you're you're far enough in where it's like you can't back out you can't no... stop seeing what's been shown or or, or it's Yeah, it's it's um oh mm -hmm. and also if you're listening and I sound different, I have the COVID. So mm. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm rounding it don't make much sense. Blame it on the on the virus. COVID. Like we blame everything on the COVID. <laughs> like, you know, it's been well, a couple of years and we like the whole humanity have been blaming so many things on COVID and like whatever. Yeah. No, it's it's, and and also when you when you don't have a, when you don't have someone in your immediate life that you hang out with on a regular basis in aura. It, it's also, it can be a sense of loneliness, where it's. You don't have anyone who's. Navigating life not necessarily in the same way you are because it doesn't have to be someone of the same type but someone who's navigating life from this mechanical perspective because there's so much we're so conditioned in everything and 
it's a couple of years in that, at least for me, when I started to realize how much of who I thought I was, was really conditioning, how deep it went. And I still don't think I've, you know, there's plenty of conditioning in me because it's been my whole life and and, and conditioning isn't bad. It's just there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you. Yeah, it's very, very, very interesting because this first two years, it really, like, I was still living, obviously. I was still working, like, less or less than I used to, obviously, and blah, blah, blah. And I was saying no so much more. But it felt like life stopped because my focus was really on on my just mental tantrums constantly. <laughs> like, I was constantly going through some kind of crazy mindfuckery that was just so intense they couldn't do anything else now I don't have them as intensely I mean they're still super super intense some of them and there's a lot of conditioning that is coming out but I kind of I can recognize what it is and I can you know I can give it time or I can I can find something to do that isn't actually doing anything to just um to just release the, the the mental pressure, but still stay on track in a sense. But at the very beginning, it was really like, because it's so at the front of your experience, this not self-mind and like the, the conditioning that, that you cannot see anything. So then when that starts to rebel, it's like there's nothing else that you can actually do. You're either doing this deconditioning or you're just, I don't know. Or you need to just hide your kids, hide your wife and fucking close your eyes and just run away on the other direction because there's no you're either like in it for like full on or or there's no no other way. It felt to me, obviously. Like people but, dabble and they're great at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I I have someone in my immediate family who kind of goes in and out of it. Uh but for me, my experience is, you know, you can't, you can't half-ass it, for me at least. Um, it's, I was, I was all in from the start. Um, there was no, there was no hesitation. Mind you, I had a 10-year period before that um, where I had severe depression and uh I was literally sat on my ass for two years I couldn't do anything so there was I I went through some shit before I started my experiment but if I hadn't gone through that I don't think I would have been as open to it and as ready for it as as I was so you know that's the thing like I was actually chatting about that with someone it's like human design so often is the last resort like it's the last last thing that you you know people have been seeking and I think Marianne Winnegar actually was was talking about that on her recording in her last newsletter 
It was so beautiful. It was like she was mentioning Ra saying you cannot be half pregnant. So it's like you're either doing this or not. Yeah. But also she was talking about it, about the seeking that she went through as well. Like and all of those things that haven't been helping. And my my journey was very similar in the sense that, you know, I tried therapy, I've tried this, I've tried that, blah, blah, blah. The only road that I didn't really take was medication and stuff like I, I don't know I wasn't I don't know if that's conditioning or my open spleen or whatever or my grandmother conditioned me that medication is always bad I don't even take painkillers much like I just I just don't so it's like I, I've never went to like super duper hardcore medicine a regular medicine situation but all other roads like were really up for grabs and didn't work yeah well mm, i mean ev everyone's journeys and everyone's experience is different i was fortunate enough to meet uh, i didn't know it at the time but i was fortunate enough to cross paths with an emotional projector uh, when i was 19 because that's when i had my first bleeding ulcer and I kind of figure that this is not, this is, this, and this is, you know, we can remember I'm, I'm a six line. So my first 30 years, I was the third line, not equipped for being a third line. Uh, and I remember going and I was my, my coworkers at the time, uh, they were really worried about me and they forced me to go to the ER. Cause I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And they were like, you're not fucking fine. <laughs> Go see a doctor. I was like, oh, fuck it. So I went to the doctor and this this male doctor, I was 19 at the time. He was maybe, I don't know, 35, 40. So I, I had to put down uh, on the form, I had to fill out a form with my name and blah, blah, and why I was seeking medical care. So I wrote down why I, <clears throat> why I was seeking medical care. Uh, and and he comes in. He doesn't say anything, and I remember this to this day. He doesn't say anything. Doesn't say hello. Just looks at my at my chart, and he looks at me and he goes, "You're so young. What can you possibly have to worry about?" Mm. That was that was how he opened the conversation, and I was like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know." And I sure as fuck won't tell you. Anyway, that's a, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, but the, the, so my, my third line phase was, was filled with situations like those, but that led me to going out and seeking care because I knew there was something not working. I wasn't functioning properly. And now that I talk about it, that was probably my first my first depression, I didn't know it at the time, but I found this emotional projector and he, he, he saved my life, I think, <clears throat> because I don't think I would <clears throat> have gotten through my third line phase without him. That's pretty cool. So I don't, for me, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't therapy as such. I don't know. I mean, it was therapy. There, there's no doubt about it. But I think it was more him 
that I found the right person because because I went through a couple of <laughs> I had a few meetings before I found him that wasn't all that good um I had a uh priest <laughs> laugh me off because I I I got his number again by a co from a co-worker she's like this priest was really helpful and I was like I'm not fucking religious I don't and she's like no no it's he's it's just really nice to talk to and you know just give him a call. So I gave him a call and he was like, oh, he answered. And I explained who I was and who I, why I called and how I got his number. And he was like, yeah, sure. You can, you can come in and we can have a chat. And then he goes, but wait, where do you live? And I was like, oh, I live in this part of town. And he just started laughing. He's like, yeah, I can't help you. And he hung up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, because it wasn't, you, his, like, his it wasn't area? his parish. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'm telling you, third line face. It's like I have tens of stories like that. It's like, well, you know, and now I look back and it's like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, when I so, think about it, I have many stories like that too, <laughs> and they like they not they're not ending. <coughs> oh, so my point, and they're not ending. <laughs> so my point is this: no matter what works for you, be it you know, therapy or medication or, you know, whatever. If you do it from your inner authority, you know, who who can say what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you? I don't no, know. I definitely wasn't saying that, you know, human design is the only way or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> um i i don't think there's only one way i i just find human design extremely um helpful to me and you know strategy and the neurothority that hooks the mind so much that you can actually start seeing what's what's beyond the not self and conditioning that's just like it's just brilliant um yeah oh my god i don't know I kind of want to go back to my two and a half years mark <laughs> because I like talking about myself, obviously. <laughs> so go back. <clears throat> there's a lot. There's a lot. So I had this mushroom trip last week. Mm -hmm. That was fucking cool. It was amazing. And it's so fucking funny because I'm discovering I have more allowance to what's what I've been conditioned not to think is me or how I used to identify myself as because of the conditioning. And this is the point when I'm like, okay, so I've always thought that I'm not into this, but clearly I am into this or like whatever. And it's just so fucking cool, even though my mind is freaking out, like what's going on? But this uh, past half a year and like this year in general, I mean, last year as well, but this year, like very intensely, um, it really was all about relationships and love for me. I mentioned that recently, but I was pissed off and that was a different mood. <laughs> I was going for a different phase. <laughs> and it's so interesting because um, I've been talking about this experience with emotional manifesto quite a bit, but I talk about it because it's, it's intense for me and it doesn't make any sense because, you know, I've met the guy twice, we've chatted a bit, but it's like, you know, um, 
it feels real to me, but it's not happening. So maybe it isn't real or whatever. He's emotional, blah, blah, blah. We've chatted about all of those things. But because I had like, I had this experience and it was triggering a lot of my conditioning in me. And I was just able to see that conditioning coming up and then just, just, just let it be there and see it for what it is. So that was a journey. And then I I do my mushroom trip once a year and I like it intense and I like <laughs> in the woods most of the time. But this year I just didn't go for the camping trip that I go usually. Um, so that wasn't happening. And yet I, I wanted this mushroom trip because it's great. It's like psychedelics are amazing for like zooming out and all of those things. And sorry for talking about drugs. This is actually illegal, I think. Is it still? I don't know. I don't know. In London, it's so popular that I'm like, <laughs> not necessarily psychedelics, that's not what I mean, but like drugs are everywhere in London. So it's like, it, it's really difficult to actually believe that they're illegal. But they are, I think, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I was thinking, toying with this idea of having the mushroom trip by myself. Um, it may be safe space or whatever. Um, I knew that it's going to be super intense and I knew that I'm going to allow whatever is coming up to happen to me. So I knew that I'm going to be just horizontal for num X number of hours and just like having this crazy inner zooming out, whatever space, universe, everything uh, experience. So that's what happened. And it was... It was actually really beautiful. But so odd because, you know, my whole life I was always, I don't need a relationship. I hate all of that, blah, 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 whatever love is shit most of my life. But actually what was really happening was constantly having relationships and having like, I was somewhere around love area constantly. I was just saying that I hate it. I don't do relationships. And yet I was like every few years in a really serious relationship. Like it's just ridiculous. I don't know what my mind is thinking. Like it couldn't really assess what was happening with me. And this mushroom trip was really all about love, all about fear of loving, all about you know, how love is really separated from the other because it's not about them, really. <laughs> it's, about, it's about you having this, like, really, as you mentioned, I think, when we were chatting, like, really physical sensation of loving. And it will be different for everyone and blah, 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 all of those things. And there was this zooming out on how I love and I was zooming out on like, you know, what my needs are, but also do I really need the other to, to get on that and like, you know, try to fulfill the, those needs? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense. And there was this whole, I don't, I'm not making any sense right now, I think. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Now you're looking at me like oh, you didn't understand anything because I don't think I made any sense, to be honest. I'm just, um, this is my listening face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, 
I mean, there's a reason why the G center is really high up on the hierarchy for conditioning, you know? And I mean, I, I, I can't remember if it goes ego, soloplex, G center, or, or if it's soloplex, ego. I, I can't remember because I have the ego, my, my soloplex is like, I think it's I ego soloplex, but I, I can't might remember. Be, I think I, it's I, a, I might be mistaken. It's it's for for those with both open ego and open soloplex. I've asked quite a few people, and they say it's a toss up between <laughs> it. It depends on on the conditioning. Anyway, um, I mean the. I mean, I've touched on this before. I I grew up on on Disney movies, and you know the Sleeping Beauty and the, the Snow White and all of those stories. But it goes, and and also as a, as a manifester, when people are dealing with a manifester baby and they don't know that they're dealing with a manifester baby, how many times, you know, have you been picked up while you were on a blanket or in your crib or just sitting, playing, or laying on the floor, and you were minding your business, you were perfectly content, perfectly, you know, fine with being, doing whatever you were doing, and then a parent or an adult comes and picks you up because they wanted to. You didn't inform the world, hey, I need to be picked up, I need, I want attention, you know, I don't know. That. I feel like I've been quite a neglected child, so I'm not sure but, if I'm a yeah, good but, example. And that, that goes to my next point. Because when you pick up a manifester kid, there's still that aura pushing you away. So when a parent holds a manifester kid and they're a generator, let's say, they don't feel that togetherness, that exchange of energy that they feel when they hold a generator kid so if you have a generator sibling it might be that the parent gravitate more toward the sibling not intentionally not as a con conscious choice of course not but because the energy it's easier for them because there's an energy exchange there that doesn't really exist with with a manifest aura so the parent might feel rejected or pushed away by the by the manifester kid and they don't bite someone who has a different type of aura and because you're a kid you're a baby and and you don't know how no one gives you the tools when you're a kid you know or at least no one did for me um so you can't you don't have the knowledge to inform. So, I mean, and, and that, I don't know if I'm making any sense now. I'm blaming <laughs> it on the virus. Uh, the my, best my episode point, so far. <laughs> <laughs> the most rambly episode. But my point is this. The, the love conditioning starts so early. Because I can, I don't, for my experience, I can see it in, in the pictures from when I'm a baby, I can see it. I can see it in my parents' eyes. 
or let me let me put it this way i can see it in my mom's eye my dad was a manifester so so our our chemistry different, was different yeah. uh much to my mom's dismay let's be honest she was really looking forward to to having this amazing bond with her baby and here i am ta-da yeah, we never had that bond. I had that bond with my dad. Yeah, my mom had, oh, yeah. had a much easier, easier way between us. Yeah, I had that with my grandma because my grandma is a manifester. So um, I was mm. always the favorite grandchild and all of those things, which is, mm. which is so funny. And now, you know, I'm aware of the mechanics. So it's so funny. But my mom is an emotional projector and my sister is a manifesting generator. And she's four years younger. Hmm. And um, I had a terrible relationship with my mom, absolutely tragic up until I was 19 or 20 or something. And I initiated a conversation with my mom that was actually like, you know, heart to heart, whatever. And she accepted the invitation. <laughs> Mechanical language to the past is so funny. <laughs> like, how is it fitting? <laughs> That is funny I wasn't when you initiating my mom. You know, I didn't think it like that. Like no, I didn't but it like that. But it was that. It, it's funny when when you look at it from that perspective because then you see, or at least for me, then I see all the things that have quote unquote gone smoothly, not easy or pain free, but smoothly have been things that I've initiated. Yeah, on like the only memories that I have that are nice with my mom were, were situations when I was asking for help or I was asking yeah. her for something or whatever. But um, what I was getting at was, <laughs> so that heart-to-heart that we had, I remember my mom confessed in me, but I mean, whatever, confessed to me, whatever. She said that when I was little, she was... Sometimes she was thinking and she was sure that not only I don't need her, but also sometimes I look at her like I would like to kill her. Yeah. And it's very, very funny with the fifth line body as well and like all the projection and what she's doing with my body by herself. You know, like I'm not really (laughs) just mechanics. It's just so funny. But then, you know, she thought that she's a terrible mother because she's not bonding with her child. But then Mm. my sister with an open aura arrived and they have a relationship that is fucking oh my god yeah they're like this and i'm like they're like just oh my god yeah and 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 that you know that's my point that even if you're not aware of the mechanics even if you don't have the human design language quote unquote your your body picks up on it right because it's mechanical so I mean, um, um, I know I don't know if I told you the story, but I have a nephew who's a, an emotional manifester with a manifesting generator mom and a manifesting generator dad. And and when he was a baby, he fell asleep on me. He'd never done that with his mom, and that created somewhat of a situation because she wasn't open to. The mechanical explanation. I mean, I'm not a better, quote unquote, human being. Mm -hmm. I'm just different, you know? It's not that he felt, quote unquote, safer with me. There was no sacral. (laughs) 
and there was no contention between the auras. That's all there was. No magic, no, you know. But it's easy for me to say because I look at it from a mechanical perspective. And and for your mom, you know, being a projector and you can't get in. You can't get in. There's no way. And the more you try, the more rebuffed and the, the more you get pushed away. So, you know, props to all of you who have manifested kids. <laughs> <laughs> because that's also part of the of the love conditioning, right? For for women or for parents that you have this baby and you're supposed to bond in a certain way. Like the baby is supposed to to love being on you, for example, or being close to you. Not all babies are, you know. I remember liking the idea of that, but I was never able to ask for it. It's sort of kind of, I don't know. I was like, when I was little, I was like, alone and that was made bad <laughs> mm. and it was like it felt like I cannot have any needs at all mm. definitely not ask for them and you know things are being given or love is being given to other people but not to me because I will you know I will take care of myself and I will be so self-sufficient and so strong so resilient <laughs> to go into mechanics even more. Just awful. Like, because that's that's what the other pick up from from the outside. You you feel very self contained from the outside as a manifester. You feel very self contained and very self assured. As if you don't need anyone else. As if the other can't really contribute anything. I mean, most of the time they really can't. <laughs> but at the same time... But, I mean... The, like, we do relate. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I, in my house, it was called... I was being difficult. That was, you know, the expression in my house. I was being difficult when I was, you know, when when I needed my space or when I when I needed to be alone, which was most of the time. Uh, but again, going, I don't have any manifest kids, so I, I I will talk a little bit more about my nephew, and I and I see how I see how the mechanics around him, how he affects adults around him, and he's little still. So he and he he's not aware. He doesn't know about design. Um and I don't know if I've told you this, but we have a we have a pool and the kids aren't allowed to go near the pool without any armbands or any floaties or anything. And he kept going up to the pool and he kept getting told off. And I was like, and he's not my kid. So I'm not, you know, I don't that's not my, and but I watched it happen a couple of times, and I was like, okay, I let's see if I can do something here. 
And it wasn't a conscious thought, just, you know, to be clear. Um, all of a sudden, I just found myself, you know, calling his name and be like, hey, let me, let me, can you, let me, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. And it was, it was interesting to watch and also a little bit sad. And it, it was a little bit sad because the moment I said that, he thought he was in trouble. And I was like, so I, and I could see it in his eyes. And I was like, no, you're not in trouble. I just want to talk to you for a little bit. And I just explained to him, you know, we're, we love you and we don't want anything bad to happen to you. And you can't swim, you know. So if you go near the pool and you don't have any floaties on and you fall in the pool and we don't know you're there, things can go really bad. And we love you. We don't want anything to happen to you. So if you want to go in the pool, just come tell me or any of the other adults and we'll help you put floaties on and you can go to the pool. And he was quiet for quite a long time for a kid that age. And he didn't say anything. And then he said with a really small voice, he said, I'm not in trouble. And I was like, no, no, you're not. You're definitely not in trouble. I'm just explaining to you how you can how you can get to go into the pool without, you know, any trouble. And the the change that happens happened was was both amazing and again a little sad because he when he found when when he when it sort of clicked in him that if he just told someone that he wanted to go to the pool, he could do it. It was no problem. And he was so proud when, you know, um, that he could do it because that sort of gave him the, the opportunity to do something by his own accord. Like he could decide that he wanted to go in the pool, but he didn't get yelled at or got into trouble. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I just look at that and I'm like, well, maybe I think that would probably have helped me too when I was a kid. <laughs> oh my God. It's like the self agency <laughs> for a manifested kid is just so important. I remember I was, how old I was. I don't think I was in primary school yet. I think I was like six or something. I think I was about to go to primary or like at the very beginning of, of like the very, like, you know, first years, years of school. And I was playing outside. We were like living in a block of flats in Warsaw or whatever. And I was playing outside with this with this friend of mine, whatever. I'm I'm a fifth line body. Like I've always had loads of friends, nobody really close, but like I knew everyone constantly <laughs> everywhere. Like, hey, hey, whatever. And I was playing with this child and I remember her mom was getting her to eat dinner or something. And they invited, oh, like they, they said that they're going and I said I wanted to go or maybe maybe they invited. I don't know exactly how that happened that I went with them or I just went with them. I don't know. Like I was like oh, as a child because my house or like my home was like really, really hectic and terrible and I felt really awful that. So like I was one of those children that like just gravitate to other houses and other families. Like I was just like I would just walk away from my family on the beach for example and I was just hanging with other people's families <laughs> I was one of those children oh my like it's so embarrassing when I think about it now I mean it's not really but you know what I mean um 
And I remember I went to her house and blah blah blah. And we were uh, we ate, we cooked together. I think it was it was really lovely. We we're watching some stuff, whatever. Like I was like really, it felt so great and it felt so like I'm in charge of my of my life. I'm choosing to have fun with this person. I'm not hungry. Blah blah blah, whatever. And then I even got this mom to uh, walk me home because it was getting dark. And. I remember that my mom and her mom were chatting and my mom was all fine. And then the moment we we went up to the, like by the elevator, whatever, went up to the flat and I was like so happy and I was like so proud of myself that I, you know, she doesn't need to do anything with me. I am so self-sufficient. I'm not hungry. I'm like, I'm just ready to change my clothes and go to sleep, or I don't know, brush my teeth. But the moment we went inside the flat, my mother just went fucking wild, crazy and raging. And like she she bit the shit out of me. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? This, this and that. And it was like a massive rage. I couldn't understand. I didn't like I didn't get it. So so it's not OK that I'm out of your way. Like you don't want me in your way. But when I'm self-sufficient and I'm like doing stuff without you, so I'm not in your way. And, you know, so so I don't bother you because it feels like I'm bothering you by my sheer existence. And then I'm doing these things that will make you less bothered by me, in my view. And yet you're shouting at me now and like, whatever, coming at me with this belt, because what? Like so many mixed signals and like it was never talked about. It was never like explained and I remember so many, so many situations like that in my life in the sense that, you know, we don't want to be controlled as manifestors. We really want this, like, self-agency. And it's so easy to give that freedom to a child when you actually are aware of the mechanics. It really, like, we, we can listen to reason. But the thing is that there has to be this, you know, he's a person, she's a person this child has their own thing to do sort of and that that is just isn't happening and then everything was you know I was the worst child I was the black sheep I was the blah, blah, blah. the only thing that was really saving me was that I was really good at school like I'm caught left I'm like studying and like school tests all of those things that was so easy for me like I was always like really top of my class constantly because it, it was just so easy also I was doing it so quickly that it was just like yeah I was just a really good student so they were like there were moments when they were you know giving me some freedom and like oh we don't care because she has good grades but then everything else that was happening I was just the worst person in, in this world for like what the fuck I'm like I'm not I just want to do my thing like just fuck off that's it just let me be no yeah but I, I think the I think that the trick is to or I don't know I don't have manifesto kids what the fuck do I know but maybe The thing with manifestors is that I can see from a parent's perspective how you would take those things personally. Like it would reflect on you that you're a bad parent when your kid just walks off and, and do their own thing. Because what, what happens 
and I can see it now. I mean, I look at my youngest and she's the same age I was when I packed a little backpack and went on a picnic in in the woods (laughs) all on my own. I would freak the fuck out. I would freak the fuck out. Um, And... If if when when someone explains to you why what what happens again going back to human design language the impact that you have if you're four and you disappear for two hours no one knows where you are people are gonna get worried because you're four year four years old you know. Or if you're four and you go in the pool and you can't swim and no one is around, you know? Yeah, that's tricky. So it it's that that that's where the where the balance is of of having letting you have your freedom as a manifester so you can you can do your own thing, but it also has to be age appropriate, right? Yeah, but that that brings me to my point. It's like talk to your fucking child and don't assume that they will be exactly the same as you are, because that's that's what parents do. And I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, me at your age, this and that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, if if it's yeah, it's oh, when you add parenthood into the mix, it's a different fucking beast. Oh, and and it's yeah, and you do, and this is, but I also have possibilities. So, I I want to believe, which I know is not realistic or true, um, that that people do the best they can with the tools that they have. You know. And... Oh, I do know. I'm possibility view as well. Garden of Eden, <laughs> fucking cross, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Naive and... is my middle name. <laughs> and, and I know that, but but you know, it it's yeah, it, it's I can't, like I said, I can't imagine having a manifest a kid. It's it's uh, and and it's just yeah. And there's no way, when there's no way in, you, you can't get to them in a sense. Not necessarily get to them in a in a bad way, but it's like you can't reach them in, in any way. And, and it, it must be frustrating, for lack of a better word. I mean, most of them are generators, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... It, it's it, it's difficult enough it, it's gonna be interesting to just to watch him grow up my nephew I'm talking about now just to watch him grow up and, and see how he navigates the world because he spends summers here with 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 us so he's gonna get you know he's gonna get treated as a manifester at least for a little bit of time whether he want to or not but yeah, it, it's and and I've said this I've said this to you before. Every every manifester that I've worked with, we've all been punished in in some way, shape, or form. 
just for existing really because the con the control is not from the parent it you can't you can't you you can't as a parent Yeah, I do have compassion for my mother. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some compassion for my mother. So she's fine now. She's okay. She's still like, is jarring. But <laughs> but she's all right. Um, she does what she, what she can. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. We can just do better. <laughs> Parents can do better. But can they? Yes. No, when you zoom out, there's no choice. Fact this, it's all what it is. Like what's happening is what's supposed to happen. Thank you very much. Let's not talk about anything. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's, parenthood is such a it's such a broad subject subject, and it's so I mean, it's so complex. But it's I have two kids, uh, a manifesting generator and a generator. And I can tell you right now, they're going to grow up and they're going to be pissed about things that I didn't even think to think about. That I didn't even realize would be an issue. Because it's just life, you know. I'm doing the best I can with the tools that I have. They're going to grow up and they're going to be pissed about something. No, no, no. I'm not. It's I'm not just even... life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even saying that, like, that's bad. No, it's like, what I'm recently going through, and I'm really pissed off with it. I mean, now I'm getting kind of to terms with it a little bit more. Is that we're so focused on the other to change them, to, like, not really accept for who they are. Like, I really, like, we collectively, I'm, I'm, like, generalizing now, universalizing, I'm a fifth line, fuck this. <laughs> like, we really collectively want to, like, every person wants to just change the other to be like like they are. I mean, like, they, they are themselves. And I'm having this whole phase of, like, just fuck off of the other. Like, it's not your business what they are, who they are, how they move. Do they move, well, I don't know, correctly? Will you deem correct or incorrect? Like, however they behave, it's not about that. And that's, that is on every single plane, in every single relationship, and every single, like, parenting as well. It's like, I want to mold this child into whatever I think child should be instead of getting to know the person that is in front of you. Or like, I don't know, in relationships as well. I want to change you or fix you because this, this and that, whatever. And That's it's like, we're constantly doing that. This not so fucking bullshit. And I'm like, oh, this is just pissing me off. Pissing me off. Yeah, I mean, it's conditioning. What's that song? That's so, that was such a hit. I'm dating myself right now. Fix you? Which I just... One? The Coldplay thing? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just heard the title of the song and I was like what the actual fuck fix you okay good luck with that I mean I'm sure it's a beautiful song um but I never listen to lyrics that, that's my problem 
but it's just but and it's that that goes back to my way earlier point about conditioning and love and and um it's it's in music it's in books it's movies it's everywhere it's everywhere where um the other one is either completing you if you're split hey i get it um or fix you, or heal you, or something you. It's everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if I've been told, because I was kind of pretty early before my experiment, I was like, I don't think I need anyone else to be happy. I think I'm pretty good on my own. I was conceited. I was obnoxious. Um, I thought I was better than everyone else when I said that. And I was like, I could never really understand why, how I felt about myself, why that would devalue anyone else. I I couldn't get those two to I was like, well, what is what I what that has nothing to do with you. Just because I'm happy the way I am doesn't mean that you can't be. They're not mutually exclusive. There's not. The, the, <laughs> for lack of a better expression, there's not like my love is not a cake. Like you slice up the pieces and then oh, there's nothing more left. So you don't get any. That's not how it works. At least for me. But I mean, it goes to, I mean, it's the open ego. It's the open G-Center. It's the open soul. I mean, there's so much conditioning. I know. I know, Oliver. <laughs> but oh, I'm just saying, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I do get it because I've had so many years of doing that myself. Like, you know, that's why I get it. That's why it's pissing me off because I know like it can shift sort of. The perspective can shift because I don't have that anymore. I'm like, oh, that's your experience. Okay, cool. I don't even feel bad when someone is mad with me. I'm like, oh, so you didn't like when I did this. Oh, oh okay. I hear you. <laughs> and what like what can I do with it like you never like it's like there's some behaviors that maybe I can adjust or whatever I don't know maybe if if it feels correct to me but also it's like okay so that's your experience of me you're free to have that experience I don't need to do anything to now packate placate your whatever hurt feelings it's not about that it's about hearing the experience and like I don't know holding it but then there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because someone feels hurt by me. Not necessarily. I mean, if I slap them or something like really actually out of ordinary, <laughs> then maybe. But if there was, you know, like unintentional, no, like, you know, I wasn't being a dick just on purpose, just to fucking, I don't know, fuck with someone. It, it You know, it doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make me a terrible person. And yes, it's like, you know, people internalize these things constantly. 
or like I should change something in me because someone something something or the other way around I should change the other person whatever or it's like I feel hurt by what you're saying or doing and it's not just you know um, I express this I also want you to change your behavior because I yeah. had this reaction to this and that and I'm like not necessarily no it depends on the like what it is but there's not like there's there's not that you know like the, the the baseline is oh you need to change your behavior because this is hurting me. Why would that be a baseline? I had <laughs> sorry for laughing. I had... Laugh away. I don't care. <laughs> I, had... I went on I went on a climbing trip. This is over a decade ago. Um, and there were bunch of girls actually who went uh from the gym I was climbing at and then there was a group of guys as well but they lived in another village anyway we were all climbing in this area um and when things don't really go you know when I can't perform the way I want to perform on the at the crag I get kind of pissed um no way <laughs> <laughs> surprise, so, surprise. surprise surprise which isn't i mean the the most of the people who who were there had climbed with me before and i'm not saying you know i throw things i um if you ask me it's not that bad i might scream <laughs> at the, at the actual rock or you know some profanities I had this one girl tell me exactly that. I was scre- she was standing behind me. I was screaming at the rock because I was working this problem and I just couldn't make the move. And I was getting pissed. And I was screaming at the rock like, you motherfucker, why can't I do this move? It's pissing me off. And this girl is standing behind me. You have to stop that because you're scaring me. <laughs> I took my crash pad and my gear and I walked off and I started climbing with, with the guys. Because most of the girls thought she was in the right. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. That's pissing me off. And I mean, not all of them. Not all of them. But she was the hurt party, quote unquote. Because you were angry and not at her. Because I was angry, not with her. Uh, and because I... I, I you were expressing you know, it. Mm-hmm. I was cursing. So I needed to stop that because she got scared. Of course. Let's let's just not and... express anything because <laughs> we might hurt someone around us. Someone might be uncomfortable. In all honesty, I mean, now I can understand why she might have picked that up why she found that scary because i mean let's face it but i'm i can be scary i scare my kids sometimes like you know it because of the aura because you can't really read me so you don't know what's coming yeah and the impacts all of those things like yeah yes i i can i can you know sure um but it's the second part of that like you said i'm not comfortable with this so you have to stop okay no you have to move away it's like if i don't like someone 
If I don't want to spend time with them, if I find them jarring, if I find them, I don't, I'm not trying to influence them to change their ways. No, I move away. I don't fucking spend time with that person. But maybe you I'm have just only like... like agency over <laughs> yourself, not of like so-called agency, whatever. Like no choice. I'm constantly on like zooming in and out. But it's like no, you can't ask someone to leave unless they're in your in your fucking house. Then yeah, go away. And just to play devil's advocate, I'm like, but maybe that's you and me reasoning that way. If we don't like something, we just move away. Maybe for any other type, it's just they don't have that ability. I don't know. I don't know either. But then. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. Maybe... I'm, I'm being petulant today because <laughs> I, I, I am aware of that. Like, um, you know, I get it. Also, I'm young. I can be. <laughs> I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just telling shit, really. But it's like, um, I don't because know. It, maybe the movement is. Because that's something that you and I take for granted, right? If we don't like anything, we can just move on to the next thing. But if you don't have that ability, then maybe you can't. You know? Okay, but then you say, no, I don't like it. But like, why would you try to influence? It's like, you have to stop this. That's what you said, she said. Mm-hmm. You have to stop this. You're scaring me. Instead of just saying, you know, I'm I'm scared now. Mm. You know what I mean? The, there yeah, is a yeah, massive yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah, I it's agree like, with without you. this like movement and energy and pressure on the other to actually change something. I am just expressing what I'm experiencing in this particular uh, relating experience, whatever. Which I'm fine with. Like I love people yeah. expressing stuff. It's not like don't get me wrong. Like I'm like the first one who will tell everyone about my feelings and transformations and everything. Like <clears throat> I constantly talk. Like constantly. Yeah, and I think had she said that, I feel really scared. I think my reaction would probably have been different. That's the thing. It's yeah. like yeah, but that's not that's not how we're taught to express ourselves right if something's uncomfortable or if something's scary then it's not enough to say i i'm scared or i'm hurting or whatever it may be yeah because it also has to be you have to control the movement of the other party i don't know yeah, because the mind cannot handle uncertainty. It's like, you know, I express yeah. that I'm in distress and then the mind really wants to pressure some kind of doing with it. Expressing yeah, it isn't course. enough because like if, if I want to, as a mind, whatever, want to keep this situation in control, then I want to control the other because obviously that's what's going to seemingly help me keep everything certain. Because the other is always, yeah, but yeah, because the other is always the perceived threat, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you have to control. Yeah. But it's awful because of that conditioning then people, you know, if you've been taught that, you know, someone expressing their feelings is automatically 
um, trying to change you, you know, trying to adjust you so they have better quality of, of experience, whatever, with you. So then it's very difficult to leave that conditioning and actually have people express their uh, their feelings, their emotions, whatever they experience without the pressure to change. Because that's what I do now, because, you know, the, the conditioning is really giving you this ability of seeing two realities at once in the sense that I have my reality and I am in agreement with myself and the other as well, that they can have completely different experience of that same event. Mm. My relationship to you is, you know, the way I perceive this will be completely different than the way you perceive it. And I have this like acceptance of, okay, my reality is just my reality. There's no, mm. like, there's like as many people in the world, that many realities we've got really. So then at this point in my journey, I am able to just express my reality and I'm not expecting the other to change because my reality is this. And yet, if the other was conditioned for so many years that every single time when someone expresses something, it means that I need to adjust to them because I'm the wrong one. I'm the person that is hurting someone. Then there's no way of actually receiving actual expression without pressure you know what I mean yeah then yeah, the healthy um, expression of feelings will be like you know there will be pressure projected upon because that's how it's always been yeah and I mean that's <laughs> yeah and I mean but that's that's how majority of the majority of people live their life right they want to change someone or fix someone or help someone or you know and and that's why, at least for me, the rare occasions where I can interact with people on a correct mechanical plane, on a correct mechanical way, it's just so much more interesting and it's so much more, I want to invest my ener time and energy in that. Whereas so much of the world is just, also remember, I'm a six line on the roof. So my detachment is is pretty strong still. <laughs> um, so it, it's people are gonna you know live their life and make their choices and and there's not much, if anything, you can do. It, it's just you know. I know. <laughs> Just watch it. I mean, I I live with a with a three five manifesting generator, and it's you know, standing there with your hands on your back and just watching the same you know, watching the mistakes happen, and not step in and and I mean, step in, ask yes no questions, but you know. not my business that's the thing it's like it isn't your business nope and this isn't to say because that's really funny because like you know conditioned minds they hear oh but if you live like this you know there's no interconnectedness there's no like you know we live in a society we need to relate to one another it's no 
you know, when you say it's not your business, then you're not taking responsibility for a social impact that you're having, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's not that. It's like when everyone is actually taking care of their own business, of their own mm, correctness, their own reality, then the giving, receiving exchange between people is so fucking pure and so free. So it's like it's such a twisted and conditioned mind kind of perception of this this idea of it the other's business isn't my business. That that pisses me off. You know, sometimes I have those conversations with people in my like real life, <laughs> no HD friends, regular friends, and they don't get it because they're all about the bonding and like you know say crawl whatever or like whatever projectors, but they have no idea about the mechanics or anything like that. And then it's like. How is it it's not your business? It should be your business. The other is your business. There is consistent exchange and we're relating to one another constantly and this, this, and that. I'm like, oh, fuck off. I can't with this. Yeah, I mean, when you start, when I started my experiment, I didn't even know that was what I was doing, to be honest. I just heard about my design and I heard about the strategy I'm informing um, and I was off to the races pretty much. Um, I've had relationships end because I'm living my life according to strategy and authority. Uh, people who I thought I would have in my life till the day I died. And it's just the things that my mind thought were important or the relationships that my mind thought were important was not. Because if they were, they would still be here in my life. That's the way I look at it. And having someone tell you, you don't know what's best for you. I know you better than anyone. So therefore I know what's best for you. No. Is so... Mm, Rude, I don't even... intrusive, invalidating. <laughs> it's so fucked Obnoxious. up. Oh, fucked up. We're going very <laughs> eloquent. Okay. <laughs> I'm going full on, no holds bar. I mean, it's so fucked up on so many levels um, that it's just, you know, it's, it. there's no way that could have been correct for me. Uh, and yes it's in some ways quote unquote lonely to do this because like I said you you get more or at least I've gotten more discerning with who I invest my time and energy in um 
because the whole socializing thing is was very much conditioning for me. I'm not a generator. I don't I don't have the need or or that want or that drive for for that energy exchange. I'm perfectly fine in my own company. And you know I do know. <laughs> so it's it's and but it's 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 it can be freaky at times because we're so conditioned to want to be around people all the time. Yeah, that it's bad that we don't want to socialize. And it's like, why would that be bad, man? Why would that, why do I owe you my time? I don't. No. It's very interesting you said about discernment and stuff and it's like it's so true on one level it's like so there are correct people and there are incorrect people and like it's it's so easier easier it's getting easier for me slowly in this journey to just walk away from those that feel incorrect in the sense that I don't know uh, some people feel disgusting to me so for some people I just don't have any energy or any like willingness I, my heart isn't in this relationship. Also, it's really funny that you say that um, that there was this conditioning that there were people, or not even conditioning, like the thoughts that there are people that will stay in your life forever. And I'm a third line personality, and it's like so funny. I I've always thought that people have expiration dates, like relationships mm. have expiration dates. Mm. Now I'm, I'm, it's changed a little bit, actually, like because that that's a little bit of an. It's it's not a full picture of being a third line because it's it's not really. Cutting the bond. Forever, not necessarily, it's really having a break and then coming back with a completely new energy to the same connection, hmm. and then the connection can transform because I've transformed because I took the time off. It doesn't mean that I cannot have really long-term friendships, but it does mean that I like you know there are friends that I have since I was I don't know. I think we met when I was thirteen, and we're still in touch, but we had many years that we haven't spoken at all, and I was doing my thing, she was doing her thing, and recently we like reconnected, and it was beautiful. But there's like a long-term friendship, but it's a friendship with breaks. <laughs> so in that sense, like if someone was to ask me during the break, if I, you know, if if I have any really, really close friends that I've, you know, been in touch with for a long time, I would probably say no, because she wouldn't even be um, on my radar at that time. It was very interesting. But the discernment is like, that transforms because it's not really mental decision who I have energy for. It no. really isn't. No. It's like with this emotional manifesto guy, sorry, I'm coming back to this like ridiculous experience of mine. Because it's like it really consciously, I don't like I don't want to have anything to do with this person. It he's difficult. This person is difficult. Like it's like difficult to talk with this guy. 
but I'm I'm here for it for some like crazy reason. I don't know. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe it will you know stop soon. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. But if I was to follow my mind now, I would like that would be dead. <laughs> that connection would be dead long time ago. But there is this energy, and I just can't like I can't not follow it because it's there. It's it's undeniable. And I have no idea what I'm there for. He, like, as far as I know right now, he might be ghosting me. I don't know if I can know. He's potentially gone forever. <laughs> and yet I have this, like, my body is, like, in the waiting mode. And, like, it doesn't fucking care. And it's not, like, I can feel that it's still, like, you know, I have energy for it still. Even though, like, it's it's a standby. <laughs> But my mind is like, no fucking way, this is stupid. Or there are people that I'm like, my mind is, oh, we want to be friends with them because they that will be beneficial. It will be great for my career. It will be great for this, for that. And I'm like, my body is like, no fucking way. We don't like this person. This energy is just trash. I don't want this. This is disgusting. I'm not talking with you. I don't fucking care how many theaters you've done and like whatever, blah, 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 whatever, blah, blah. Because it's not about it's not really a mental decision because correct people will be correct for you because you know they happen to you. So there is discernment, but it's like it's a very different experience. Because in the past, you know, the the the, the connections were rather you know, I was trying to figure out if I like them or I don't like them or whatever. But now it doesn't matter if I like them or not. It's like, I have energy for you or not. And it's like, okay, I have energy for you. So I guess I like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suppose I do because, you know, I'm having this experience with you and I want it. So, like my heart is in this experience. So I suppose I like you. I want to support you. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's um it it's different for everyone because we're all different. And I had this this beautiful conversation with a generator, and she said, just because an experience is correct, doesn't make it pleasant. Oh yeah. And I thought that was that was so spot on. I was like, ah, fuck, yeah, but that's true. So that's very true. I mean, just because someone is, is correct for you doesn't mean that it'll be a nice or a pleasant experience. It, it's just, it, but it's interesting when you take the mind out of it. it. That's where, that's where it gets interesting. That's where it, it, it gets, that's where the dance start for me. It is amazing because, you know, when I separate my, again, emotional manifesto, <laughs> it's just a fucking broken record. Um, but at the moment, that's my, in, like the most intense deconditioning process is in relating with this person. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's what I talk about. Whatever. Too bad. Kill me. I don't know. Um, but that's the thing is like, when I, when I separate my body experience, which is in the, in this thing, my body is like so, so calm in the sense that it's like, oh yeah, okay, we're waiting. Oh, all right. But then the 
the mind that is trying to figure everything out, what this can be, what it cannot be, how he's treating me, blah, 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 tantrum. What if he's ghosting me? He doesn't even have like remote respects or whatever, blah, blah, blah. My mind is just going crazy. And it's like, this is all stories. This is all conditioning because, you know, I've been disrespected in the past. So now I'm expecting disrespect from this person. At the same time, what is disrespect? Why my mind thinks this is disrespectful? Maybe it isn't, blah, blah, blah. All of, like all the stories that are like, they don't make any sense. None of it. That assessment is like, the premise might be wrong. Because how do I know? Like, I'm, you know, the third year of my deconditioning journey. How can I know that any of those thoughts are actually correct, differentiated assessment of mine? I can't be sure because I'm so, so conditioned. This mind is so conditioned that it's like, I can't know. All of it is just bullshit. No one knows. Oh, yeah. I wasn't suggesting other people know. (laughs) Thoughts are just thoughts that, you know, thoughts are just thoughts and, and they're there. I think the trick is not to move from them. You know? That's the that's the I mean though. Thoughts are thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like I hope there will come a time, maybe, in this journey, when I have those thoughts. Like my, I can, I will see here in my mind trying to figure something out, like it was yesterday, for example. But maybe, just maybe, I will not cry about it for three hours. <laughs> In maybe. the sense that, you know, like, it was such a, yesterday, I was like, honestly, crying the whole fucking evening. It was ridiculous. It felt like it wasn't even about the guy. It really wasn't about him. Like, because, so, so maybe he is ghosting me now. Maybe he is not. I don't fucking know. I don't, I, ultimately, I don't even care because it's not, you know, whatever's happening is happening and that's it. If he's like, he, if he never speaks to me again, he never speaks to me again. That's it. Like, this, it's not a story. It's not a, like, whatever. It's just experience. And yet my mind was like, so, because I've internalized so many situations like that as disrespectful as blah 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 whatever this is so bad this always happens to me this is whatever like the conditioning like we all know it so I was crying all of that I was crying the past experiences around romantic relationships yesterday it wasn't even about the guy and yet my mind was like trying to figure this all out so so strongly I'm like this this and that blah 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 and I was sitting there and crying and like not moving from it because there was nothing to do so what so now I'm gonna message the guy and say oh you being so disrespectful blah 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 I'm like for what why there's no energy for it there's no like I don't need to express any of this because this isn't real it's not even about him but it was fucking wild awful well i mean the, the, <laughs> yeah i mean the, the mind is 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 it it's it doesn't give up control easy easily from the vehicle because it thinks it's been driving all this time and then all of a sudden relinquish control to what determination and willpower are you fucking kidding me 
that second patch's not going to work. No. So, I mean, the mind will throw everything in the kitchen sink on, on trying to keep control. And, and I remember when I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, you hear the words and it's like, oh, fine, whatever. And then you're sitting there and your mind is just going apeshit bananas. And you think you're going crazy because there are so, so many thoughts in your head and they don't make any sense. And it's just like, it's like a vortex of, of everything. It's like mind vomit. Mm -hmm. And and you can't stop it. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and you in know, the moment, it, it feels so real, even though it's yeah. just in your head. Yeah. But it feels got, so visceral. Ugh. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with what what's actually going on. Yeah. What's actually happening. And it, but it's it's a strange experience. It's weird. It is very weird. I think it's like it's so fucking interesting. This like, there's so many people conditioned to to this like to to have this illusion so strong in them that they actually control something. Everyone, we all have that. That's how we, you yeah. know. Change your day, change your mindset. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm trying to think because like I know so many people that are, they're constantly in control, or so they think. And in control of what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, it's always very confusing to me. It's like I'm trying to ask some, uh, like, some follow-up questions. Like, what does that mean, or whatever? But it's like nobody can actually explain it properly. Also, it's like it just doesn't hold any kind of, you know inquisition well, about it <laughs> any kind of investigation like even logical investigation it just doesn't hold up and it's like it's just so stupid at the same time I remember the moment when I started kind of when I was like most of my life I had nothing to lose but then there was this moment when I I thought it's a problem that I have nothing to lose that I don't have anything in my life I mean, that, that's also an illusion because like I always have something in my life, but like I was never attached to anything and it felt like a problem most of my life. I was like, I'm there is something wrong with me because I don't feel like I remember having those like very, very like vivid thoughts and states of like, yes, I do have my family, but if they all died right now, I wouldn't fucking care <laughs> in the sense that it's just life. Mm hmm. I have nothing. And that was a misery for me for so many years. And then at some point, I don't know why, how, and like what happened. It shifted into, yeah, I have nothing to lose. That's actually the fun starts right now because I have nothing to lose. So I can do anything. So it wasn't a misery anymore. It started to be freedom. And then from the point of having nothing to lose, if I have nothing, then I don't have any control over anything, which means that maybe, just maybe, I can surrender to whatever is happening. And I remember it was it took me years and years to actually 
break this like one of the ego layers that was so so attached to having everything in control because you can't control shit really and I don't remember the exact moment when I started surrendering because for a long long time I was just saying that I'm surrendering to surrendering to the universe or whatever blah 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 to the power of universe I think I had like my uh, Gabby Bernstein phase at some point and I think I was like actually going through like those mantras of I'm surrendering to the power of universe every single day. I felt nothing. But I was repeating that for like a year or two years, like constantly because I just I didn't have anything else <laughs> at that point. And then I, like, I don't know, over time it clicked in the sense that yeah there is not like you can't control much and then at some point human design came to the picture and it's just you know the rest is history <laughs> not really mm -hmm. but you really realize that surrendering is the only option it is holding on to this idea of having control control over what honestly yeah i mean i, I think there is a I had a girl I went to school with and she knew when she was 12 that she wanted to be a lawyer. So, and the way the school system is set up in Sweden, you have to pick um, a certain branch or certain schools so you then can apply to law school so that you then can go to university and then can apply to law school. She knew this when she was 12 and she did that. We were not close, <laughs> let me be clear. She was just in my class. And I remember looking at her and being like, but how could you know when you were 12 what you wanted to do when you were 25? How is that even possible? And I think it's, some people just wire differently. Um, I don't know this girl's design. Is she a lawyer now? Yeah. Is she like least... a happy I like my job lawyer? I don't think so. She wasn't a happy I like my life kind of person to oh, start no, off but, with. You know, so... but people can be miserable but still enjoy their job. I don't know. We didn't keep in touch, let me put it that way. <laughs> I mean, but... I'm not surprised. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, so, so, I mean, people are just wired differently and we're taking conditioning differently as well. Yeah. You know, so it's, so it's like, and, and going back to who knows what's correct for someone else or what their trip is, is going to be like. I mean, I'm sure friends who fell away from my life when I started my experiment, they looked at my life from the outside and clearly thought I was going off the deep end and that they quote unquote needed to save me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and I'm sure things, life, my life from the outside can look kind of crazy. But it's my life, just the same as it's your life, and you know. And it, it's it's 
it's none of my business. I'm not responsible for anyone else. I'm responsible for me and operating correctly as me. And if I operate correctly as me, then that's the best way I can show other people respect. Meaning I move towards them. I invite them or I initiate them and I ask them yes no questions I initiate a conversation you know that's the most respectful way of life that I'm aware of I love that you said this <laughs> I love that you said this yeah I was I was the the this this massive respect to the other like really happened like there was a, a a big chunk of my mushroom trip last week that was all about respecting the other in their choices because even the like even the fact that i am initiating some something or someone whatever inviting them into whatever experience and that feels correct for me and it feels like you know that will be great whatever but if that that's a no for them or like whatever, they're in the I don't know phase forever. <laughs> it's not bad or it's not, you know, it's respectful of me to just respect them. <laughs> yeah. Just, like they're free to do whatever they, they, they want to do. Like I have no control over that. Fuck, I don't even have control over my initiations because they just come through me. Like, I don't even, you know, it's not my mental decision anyway. So it's like, how can I even, you know, think that, oh, someone is less so because they said no to me? No. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that that's the thing, though. If if you, at least for me, that is is very true. It's not personal. If someone says no to me or they have an uh-uh or they decline my invitation, it's not personal. It's, it's nothing against me. It's just that it's not correct for them to either accept the invitation and or they don't have the energy to answer my question or help me or whatever it is. So it's not personal. And I, it's it's funny. <laughs> I've this is also how I how I treat my clients. Um, because most of them are manifestors and quite a few find that very unnerving when I say I don't know if I did this with, with you as well when I say you know it's up to you I'm here you're a manifester so you tell me you initiate with me I'm yes, good that is unnerving and, <laughs> at the and, very and, beginning and, oh my god and, <laughs> it really is <laughs> And people get really perplexed by that. And it's like, what? Because as a, and I don't know, I, I, maybe you have a better word, but I, I, for lack of a better word, as a coach, I don't like the word, but um, you're supposed to be pushy, right? You're supposed to have some sort of agenda and you're supposed to have, oh, you have to have this many sessions and this, you know, and this amount of time, blah, blah, and have this plan of action. Whereas I'm just, you know, you're the manifester. You tell me. What do you What do you need? 
Yeah, self-imploded manifestors. Oh my god. And, and it's and it's very and, and most and, and and it's very it's very freaky to hear that for for a lot of people. And some have even taken it as a dismissal. Which is not my intention at all. Um but you know yeah it's like when you as a manifester have been you know like there were so many decisions that were made for you so then yeah. you know like you just you um, you lose your power in a sense like you you yeah. lose your agency because of the conditioning so then when someone actually gives you space to make a decision it's it must it, it is unnerving i remember it was for me not, not necessarily with you because at that point when when we were having sessions i was already kind of Oh, oh yeah I can decide more and about myself and all of those things like you know there was this moment when I moved out of Poland that was like the, the biggest kind of I'm just changing all of it I don't fucking care like this is like this big fat line of now I'm living my life so you know it was it was a different journey for me per se but it's like very funny I'm, I'm gonna go back to emotional manifester again um the guy because Sometimes it feels to me like he says certain things that it, and they're like sort of designed um, to take the agency, to put the agency on me in the sense that, you know, like I'm supposed to decide if I want to talk to him. I'm supposed to decide if I want to see him. I'm supposed to decide if he's a terrible person to have any contact with. And I'm like, no, no, I'm half of it. You're the other half of it. So I'm like, I, I really twist, I mean, by accident, like it's just coming out of me. It's like, I really put the choice back onto him. It's like, no, you're deciding if you want to speak with me as well. It's like, it's not it's not just my decision here. And not just because he's a manifesto, it would be, it would be happening with anyone. But it's like, no, I'm not deciding I'm leaving because you you're did this and this. No, I am still here. <laughs> I am still here because I have energy for it, even though you said these things. And you're deciding if what you said in this like impulsive moment that you're like you're done talking with me, you're deciding if that was true. You letting me know how you're feeling about this, you know, tomorrow or whatever. Was that an you know impulsive reaction that you had? Like, I don't know. Or do you really want to stop talking? Because you you're making that decision. It's not me staying regardless of what you said. It's not just that. And that must be confusing. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like he can, cannot make a decision. But as you said multiple times, he's emotional. <laughs> I don't know. Pissing me off. But also not in the sense that whatever. I have a lot of time and energy for this absolutely twisted person <laughs> well you know are we done I'm done <laughs> we've been chatting a long long time today and I there think I go. said too many things I don't know maybe I'll edit some of it maybe I don't I probably won't because I don't fucking care you know what I love <laughs> I huh? just share everything without any fucking 
I just don't care about, you know, editing myself anymore. I mean, I've never cared. I have something about me that just doesn't care. <clears throat> but it's like so many people are like, no, I'm not going to show this because this is whatever, raw, or this is ugly, or this is not, you know, I'm not coming across uh, intelligent enough or whatever, <laughs> this enough oh, or that enough. And then I'm like, oh, I don't care. Oh, if I was worried about how I came across... Yeah. <laughs> that's why you were laughing okay <laughs> mm, yeah no I, I mean for me it's always been um personal versus private thing uh and I think this is the this is the most personal I've ever been I think on any type of pod that I've done I don't talk much about myself because I don't really see how that would be interesting to anyone else, really. <laughs> it's like, well, it's just life. <laughs> yeah, I like talking, so I don't care how it's received. I just like talking. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the truth. Like, I can't even, you know, whatever. Yeah. If someone listens to it, that's great. If nobody listens to it, that's fine <laughs> still, because I like the activity. Sorry. Like, it's just coming out of me. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, but also, I just love. I just love real, you know? I just love when people yeah. actually show up as they are right now. Yeah. Regardless of whatever mood they are or whatever. I mean, if they're not actually not in the mood for doing something, okay, fine. But it's like, yeah, just fucking show up, whoever you are, however you are. I love that. Yeah. Today I showed up with, with the virus. And, and stuff thank us. goodness we're doing this on Zoom <laughs> because I don't want to experience that motherfucker again. I've experienced it twice so far, and I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, if oh. I do, then I do whatever. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I don't. Yeah. Are we done now? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not. I'm just like elongating. Okay, life in HD, Miller. Uh, yeah. Manifest journey home, Lena. Don't contact us. <laughs> <laughs> unless you really do want to then inform us about something that's it <laughs> bye bye